0: Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Woman podcast. Every two weeks, we'll post a podcast version of one of our free training videos, but you can access them now at beyondordinarywomen.org. This episode or series includes downloadable information on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org. Go to resources on the main menu and click on podcast slash video extras. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Daigle of
1: Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. I'd like to welcome you to the second video in our series, Asking Powerful Questions. I'm with Jill Williams, who is a certified professional coach, and Jill is guiding us in our understanding of what powerful questions are and what we do with them. The first video was the want to, where we talked about the fact that you have to really want to do this if you want to try to do it. If you want to, if you want to. But anyway, uh, that was the first video. The second one that we're about to go into is the framework to The framework to ask uh, powerful questions. And Jill, you know, I'm sort of a big picture person. Yes. I always have to see where I'm going. So I really appreciate your doing a video that gives us a framework for doing this. So I'll just, hand it over to you to help us understand what that framework is sure sure and i'm i'm
2: really glad to get to and i do hope it's useful Um, i do know when i was in my coaching training it was like a fire hydrant coming at me and i was hoping for something that would give me like a a structure in my head to know how to do this and so i'm hoping this is going to be helpful here
1: well sure it will
2: so we'll call it the framework for fostering an environment that will allow you to ask powerful questions and and so framework being having two things on the outside where you've got a presence about you and then four things on the inside where, that you're trusting that enable you to have that presence, okay? And so the top one is that you um, be curious. You have a kind of a presence of curiosity about you um, and kinda like your husband's curiosity but this is a curiosity that allows us to go deeper. Um, so this, the bottom framework is that you would be at rest and The way that we can continue to be curious and at rest, whether we're in a conversation one-on-one like this, or if we're facilitating a Bible study, or in a small group, or just conversing with our husband or our kids or friends, is these four things in the middle that we trust. And that's a mindset that we choose to trust these four things, allowing us to live in this presence of being at rest and being curious. And so those four things are that we trust God to be God. I'll just talk about them four and then we'll get into them a little bit. We trust God to be God, that we trust others, that they can actually come up with ideas and solutions for themselves, that we trust um, a process and silence, and that we trust the moment. And those four things allow us to kind of live in this presence.
0: And
1: so what do you mean at rest? What does it mean to be at rest? (laughs) To
2: be at rest means, and this is one of my favorite verses, to entrust your soul to a faithful creator while doing good. We're entr- I'm entrusting myself to God and I'm entrusting the other people who I'm with to Him um, because He's the one that's in control. We often, and this really plays into also trusting God. And we look in that trust God thing. There are times when we're sitting with someone and we believe that it's my job. Okay, the burdensome thought when I'm sitting with someone is it's my job to fix them or to help them through this today. Or to come
1: up with something to help them. Yes.
2: Yes. Or to lead this group and, oh my gosh, it's so hard. You know, that's a burdensome thought. But to trust Him and to be at rest gives us this freeing place to be curious and wonder, how is God going to work in this? How might I see His transforming work in action today? So that allows me to be in a place of rest. It shifts the responsibility to the one who is responsible and off of me. Shifts my responsibility to perhaps the next level of trust, which is to trust others, to be in relationship with others, and to believe that they actually have something to offer. And that by doing so, I'm actually respecting them. I'm valuing them. Um, And that might even look like if I'm moving into a place where I want to ask them something deeper, I ask permission of them. Being willing to, if they don't want me to go there, trusting that, okay, we're not gonna go there. Um, So that moves us into kind of that second level of trust, trusting God and then trusting others. And that just moves us to this place of um, being able to believe that they can learn in a way uh, where they take ownership of their learning. And in a one-on-one mentoring situation, this could be really, really important because there are times when you wanna direct and give and offer. But your whole goal would be that that person grows and owns their own learning. So to ask questions of them and believe that they actually can is really critical. Mm-hmm. So trusting them is critical. So.
1: Well, and even in a small group situation, if you are asking powerful questions and you're not just giving answers or just seeking the answer on the page, doesn't that help them know that you do trust that they can study yes. on their own, which is an encouragement for yes. them to do it in the right, first place? They might not believe it themselves. Right. right. They Absolutely. may be coming just to let you tell
2: them that's what right. to think. That's right. And that's why it's important for, for us as the leader in that situation to believe that about them. That's why that trust factor is so important because they don't necessarily always bring that to the table. So we get to lead in that if that's the case.
1: Which is exciting, exciting to think about, that as you, as, you, as you actually sort of lean away from the answers and let them take ownership of it, that we will be encouraging them to do more of that.
2: That's right. And we get to see how God begins to transform people into what he's created them for and prepared for them in advance to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so should we talk about the other two trusts?
1: I think they'd be great.
2: Okay. Because they're a little bit different. They're not as relational. Um, The second one is trusting in a process, and this, when you're having a conversation, you're asking powerful questions, there's two things going on. There's the questioning going on, and there's the response, so there's two things, right? Now, here's the thing, what we're hoping for is that someone will come up with something on their own. Now, here's where I want to talk a little bit about some neuroscience. Because I'm not that smart, but I got this from a book. Um, it's, it's, it's a book. It's a book by David Rock. You are smart. You're just one <laughs> as educated. I'm definitely not as educated yes. as this yes. man. David Rock wrote a book called Your Brain at Work. And he talks about our brains as being a stage with like all the stuff that we're talking about right now. It's on the stage for us. And so it's, it's right here up front. But if you and I were to begin asking about what we did yesterday or the day before, we'd have to go into the audience to get them back on the stage. And they're probably here in the front rows, so we can bring them back onto the stage. But if it's something that happened like six months ago, a year ago, or more, we're going to have to go way back into the audience to find them to put them on the stage, right? And so when we're asking powerful questions, we're asking questions that are probably pulling things from way back here. And if we don't trust the process and trust silence, we don't give people an opportunity to go way back maybe up into the upper balconies to get something that might be revealed if we break the silence. Breaking the silence breaks opportunity. And I think helping us understand that
1: maybe will help us trust silence and be more at rest with it. That's great because I think being silent is sort of counter Intuitive mm-hmm. to, our, to our natures. We, we want to fill the silence right. and we want to answer the question if we can or fix the problem yeah. or whatever it is. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's a good way to think about it because you're giving them time to find the memory. Yep. Yep, or maybe discover a new thought or a new insight. Mm-hmm. It just
2: takes the time. But we don't want to cut that off. So we stay at rest even in silence, trusting that process. So, And then the final one is trusting the moment. And trusting the moment is this. There are times when we're sitting here maybe in conversation and I'm in my head thinking, what am I going to ask her next rather than what is she saying to me? And I think that happens when we're facilitating groups. I think it happens when we're, I think it happens when we're talking with our husband or our
1: wife. It talks about when we're doing videos. Or when we're doing videos, <laughs> what's going to happen next? <laughs>
0: That's
1: exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and so
2: I think for us to remain at rest and to remain curious have those two presences back we had to begin to trust the moment that the moment that being in the moment is going to allow us to ask the best question for the moment and I think that's a really important piece because we have this control element in us that wants to have the question designed and if we sit with one another it might be amazing the question that comes out because we've been present in the moment and it actually relates with what's going on whereas the other one might may or may not even relate because I haven't really been listening So trusting the God to be God and trusting others that they can actually come up with solutions and you're respecting them and valuing them and trusting the the process so that you allow silence and also trusting the moment really allow us to live in this place of curiosity and rest, a place that really does promote asking a powerful question.
1: That's great, Jill. Because I think that's really helpful. That helps me. Is that thing about the bigger picture really yeah. of how to do this? And so I'm very excited about our third video, which will be some specific yeah. co- tools to ask. That's right. How do you actually do you, ask these right. questions? In that's the right. end, though, okay, if I'm trusting God, if I'm resting, if that's I'm all trusting good. all this stuff, but I don't know how to ask questions, right. it's not going to work. That's right. So I hope you will join us for the third video in this series. If you want some specifics, this is going to be the place to get them. Mm -hmm.
0: Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.